This is the Wheeler Centre podcast. Yama, my name is Marley Silva. I'm a proud Gamilaroi and Dungadi girl. Um, I'm a writer and the co-founder of Titters for Titters and absolutely stoked to be on this live stream tonight, um, streaming from the traditional lands of the Kulin Nation. And I just want to begin by paying my respects to um, elders past and present of that nation and the every single country um, that makes up this beautiful continent where you might be joining us from um, tonight. That is the beauty of technology. uh, And, you know, even in this kind of unprecedented, even though I feel like we've been using that word too much, but that's what it is this time, we're able to connect in this way and still talk about really um, beautiful stories and positive things that are coming out, even despite all the the wildness that's going on. So tonight, I'm really excited to be joined by a man of many talents. Um, He's a rapper. He um, does so many amazing things, has written with Matt Groening for a TV show. And now to add to that list, he's a children's book author. And that's what we're going to talk to tonight. Adam Briggs, it's a pleasure to have you. How are you going? I'm good. Nice to meet you electronically. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only way we can meet people now, right? That's kind of the new normal. Um, I'm not mad at it. How are you? Yeah, yeah. It, it makes it a little bit easier. How are you? How are you surviving in isolation for starters? I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I'm like I'm I'm thriving. <laughs> Um, like, I feel like you've been busy. Yeah. I'm very fortunate, you know, like, um, like my industry got hit pretty hard with, with, you know, all the shows being canceled and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm really fortunate and with all the work I get to do, you know, I haven't been too, too bored and, you know, I've, I've been very lucky to be able to, to keep myself entertained and stay healthy as well. And, and also just, um, utilize this time I have uh, to make some stuff. Yeah, and, and just casually and amongst it all, you're, you're launching your your first children's book, Our Home, Our Heartbeat, um, which I can yeah. see on the uh, kind of sitting behind you. Um, your setup is, looks heaps nicer than mine, by the way. Mine's just I made sure I made my bed. Um, I feel <laughs> like I should have done a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, this is just um, where I hang out. That's where I keep my my championship belt and my book. <laughs> yeah, just just a humble brag, a little flex with the championship belt there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a real deal one. So, yeah, that's mad. <laughs> I'm a bit jealous. Um, so the book is called Our Home, Our Heartbeat, and it is inspired by um, one of your songs when the children came back. and. Um, you know, I, I'd love for you to talk about what inspired that song uh, for starters. Uh, like, yeah, it was um like it was an idea I had uh, when Triple J approached me to do a like a version, um, you know, with their series they do, um, and you know, you have two weeks to to put together um, an idea or for a track, or at that point, I had two weeks to put together an idea. So yeah, it was, um, uh, it was NADOC week for their like a version. Um, and, um, and yeah, it was, it was like really, it was such a whirlwind to put together because, you know, timing, 
you know, is not is not a great um, you know asset for for creating a song. <laughs> like you know, when you when you're wound up by these you know parameters, but I kind of thrive um, within those you know with within that pressure and that pressure cooker to make stuff. Um, I got the idea because I wanted to make like I guess a moment. Um, you know, that there wasn't just a, a song and then you move on. It was like, okay, what can I do to really turn this um, this thing, like this opportunity to have, you know, one of the biggest audiences, you know, on radio that I'd probably had at that time. Um, and this is my opportunity because everybody always tunes in to the Triple J like a version, you know, like everybody always gets around it. So I was like, all right, I got the big room. What do I do? And yeah, it, it just came to me, um, you know, to do a cover because it was, you know, like it's like a version, but my version of a cover, and to you know pay homage to Archie Roach and and um, do a sequel to to his track. Um, they took the children away because at the end of the track, he says, you know, the children came back, I came back, and I was like how amazing would it be to be able to tell a part of the story, you know, afterwards. It's like, you know, not to say that everything was great <laughs> after everybody came back, but an idea to celebrate, you know, our triumphs and and um, and all the things that, you know, and all our contributions to different, you know, industries in Australia, the arts and academia and, and politics and and sport obviously so yeah it was all that rolled into one thought <laughs> for you know and to get it done in two weeks yeah that's so wild that it was like that short amount of time and I think like you know someone who's always listened to the like versions the best ones are when they're not just a cover they are kind of that you know there's that new spin on it and um I think you know because we kind of, uh, I grew up knowing Archie Roach's songs and, and to hear it kind of go from that really devastating um, story that he tells in his original for it to be quite aspirational and celebratory um, was was really great. And, um, yeah, so when did it kind of become something that you could maybe make a book about? Um, it wasn't like I, I just get a lot of ideas all the time. <laughs> And um, that was uh, something that came across, um, you know, my thoughts and I, and I wrote it down. I was like, you know, what song of mine is like, because like Dr. Zeus and all these kids books and stuff are all in, you know, rhyme patterns. And I was like, what, what song of mine would make a good book? Like, uh, you know, that all the work's kind of already done. I've already written it. <laughs> And so, like, I thought, like, oh, children came back with, like, a good kid's book. You know what I mean? And, and like, that was pretty much it. I was like, I'm going to turn that into a kid's book. And, like, I obviously knew that I had to, you know, format it and, you know, change it and, and make it more, um, you know, accessible to the pages and, and stuff like that. But to me, like, once I see um, – once I see it in my head, what it's going to look like and how it's um, how it's um, can be made, I can do it. And 
Like that's how I've approached, you know, pretty much um, everything I've done in my career from, you know, making albums and, you know, to writing animations. You know, I'd, I'd never written an animation before I'd worked with um, Matt Groening and, and Josh Weinstein on Disenchantment. But I figured if I could, if I could get my hands on a script, you know, I could probably do it. And so, and then, and then I did, but you know, that was the same process I had with the book. It was an idea I had, and I thought this track would lend itself to this format really well. Let's just adapt that, you know. And here we are. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't too much thought. That's like uh, far out. I wish I could kind of embody that attitude of like. This is the thing. Yeah, I can do it. Like that's really cool that you just can do that far out. And well, it is can. it is a really yeah, I guess well there's you know the the inspiration for us as well. well what you the message you're giving. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like I, so wasn't, that's it. I wasn't a writer like I I'd never written a kids book till last year, you know what I mean? Like and now I've got one on my shelf. So, you know, I wasn't that last year and now I'm that this year you know what I mean like that's what my approach to everything um has has always been it's um it's you know you weren't that yesterday you're this today what could you be tomorrow you know what I mean like that's always been my approach it's like I've never limited myself to be like okay you know I'm a rapper and that's it it's like okay I'm a rapper all right, I've done that now. You know, <laughs> it's like, what else can I do? <laughs> That's, um, I think. I think it's important that kids should know that they can try things and that it's okay if they're not really into it, and, you know, and they can try something else. I think that's always, you know, not to box in, especially Indigenous kids, not to box them in to think that they have to be one certain way or one certain thing. It's like you could be you know, you could be anything. It's like, it's what you apply yourself to and bring your tenacity to is what's going to, you know, dictate who you are. Mm. And, you know, so the book, as the song did, kind of captures all these little snapshots of um, successful mob from the past and present and kind of has this aspirational element of, of talking about the future and, um, you know, for me, me personally, it, it kind of speaks to to my childhood. You know, I grew up just wanting to be like Kathy Freeman, even though I couldn't run to save my life. But you know, she was like me because she's a black fella and she's successful, and, and I want to, you know, walk around a stadium full of people with the the flag draped over my shoulders. And um, looking at it, did you have who who did you look up to as a kid, and are they captured in this book? Um, Gavin Wanganeen was definitely a big hero of mine when I was a kid. Like, you know, I was a big Bombers supporter. Um, I went to like, you know, the, the footy clinics and, you know, Gavin Wanganeen was like one of my first ever, you know, black heroes when I was a kid and, um, you know, premiership team and, and won the Brownlow and, you know, it was mad. But, like, yeah, like, uh, it, you know, I had so many different heroes and so many different, um, like, 
inspirations just um, from by virtue of all the different stuff I liked. I think because I grew up in such a, a country town, like I really, I was really bored all the time. <laughs> so, so like I just wanted to be into anything and everything, you know. I love guitars and I love riding my BMX and, and like, you know, rap music was such a prevalent you know, soundtrack to all this stuff and and movies and like I was just such a consumer of this entertainment um, that that's what really drove me and like it wasn't until I reached, um, I guess, like high school and I was like, I just don't fit within this structure. I don't like it in here <laughs> at all. Um, like how do I work to never work again in my life? And that was like the moment when I realized it's like, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fit for a, for a nine to five, go to work, wear a tie job. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't for me. I'd like, you know, I'd rather just, I'd rather just be, I'd rather disappear. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, for me, that was that was a worse outcome than any than anything I could I could think of. Um, you know, some people enjoy that. Some people like that structure. They like that routine. But I was more interested in doing what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I think that the you know, for some people, they in their much later years, they kind of realise, oh, maybe now I should do what I really want outside of that nine to five thing. It's funny you're talking about being bored because I reckon there's a lot of kids right now who are facing boredom for the first time after being stuck inside and um, in this new this new world. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, maybe they'll start thinking outside the box of, of what they can do and not have to be stuck in the nine to five, unless you want to. Our kids course, are so creative though. Like they're so like mm. kids are the best at it. It's like all the best ideas come from kids, <laughs> you know, and 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 the youth. Like they're they are the the best at it. Like all the you know all the things that they they make up to to entertain themselves and have their own fun is is always the best, you know, most genuine genuine stuff. Um, and I think like it's really important just to to let you know, yeah, that generation just make their own thing and let them explore what their thing is and what their, you know, what their idea is and, like, you know, just just let them go, like, let them run with it because, like, it was so stifling, I felt, like, as a kid, like, just being told, like, no, do your math and I was like, man... <laughs> That's, that's really not. It's like I'll do it later. It's really not, like it's really important that I uh, that I you know play some guitar at the moment or do something else. But yeah, you know, structure is important as well. But I think it's it's the flexibility of that structure that um, that I really pined for. Like that's what I really needed um, was that understanding that you know not every kid learns the same way, and there's different kinds of intelligence. Um, and you know, being bored you know, can bring out the best and the worst 
<laughs> in someone as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you said like you weren't a, a writer of this kind um, until last year when you did it, but I guess like storytelling has always been a part of what you do. It's mm. inherent in in rap music and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, were you writing songs as a kid? Did you start that sort of process then? Yeah, terrible ones. Um, <laughs> you know, you just write anything. You just write stuff. You just, you know, I, and I think that's important is like to get all those bad songs out of your system. <laughs> <laughs> um, some, some people would like document those songs way too early and, um, <laughs> and, and put them out. Like, but um, yeah, I was always like a, a story driven creative. Like that was always my, my, um, my, you know, that was always what kept me interested and got me going. Like it was always the stories and the, and the narrative behind something and knowing how things worked and, and how story worked and how, um, you know, even like stories in movies to, to songs to, you know, comics and cartoons and all this stuff that, cause like, as I said, as a, you know, growing up in, you know, Shepherd and in a, in a country town, there wasn't too much else to do, you know, and like trying to stay out of trouble, you know, you just throw yourselves into, you know, these video games and, and cartoons and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's always been a big part and cause, and I still am such a consumer of, you know, stories. Yeah. And I, I'm just, I've got the book in, in front of me here and I'm just looking at it. And um, one of the most special things about it, um, you know, aside from the words is the beautiful artwork yeah. that's accompanied it. Um, did you have much of a brief for the artists when it came to that or did you just let them kind of get imaginative with it? Yeah, well, I wanted them, like, you know, Kate and Rachel, to really own um, their part. Like I wanted, like whenever I do anything collaborative, I, you know, it's, it's my work obviously, but it's a collaboration, you know, at, on, on all these different levels and you want the people involved to have their fingerprint on it. You know, you want them to have some ownership. So they're proud of that work as well. Um, and that was something, you know, from the get go for this book, it's like I've, I um, worked with Kate briefly, um, working on my um, my you know dictator portrait, <laughs> and um, and yeah, like she's such a super duper talented artist, and like everything she makes, like in that way, like always pops, and they look so like vibrant and lifelike and like kind of like cartoon but kind of real it's like this this bizarre like mix of like these accentuated kind of features these big smiles and stuff like that but there's also like a real kind of um like human touch to it that like give them 
like you know it, it's not too cartoony like it always brings it back somehow like i don't know if it's in their eyes or something like that but there's something that always brings it back that like um like i don't know levels it out so it's not super super sugary you know what i mean like it's vibrant but mm. it's not it's not too cartoonish and then like it was really important to have these backgrounds that were super light and super bright and and vibrant that rachel brought um because like you know these characters needed to live somewhere in this book and i didn't want them to live in everyday um you know just situations and like you know i didn't want to have just like i wanted it to look like a dream you know what i mean like like that was the idea was mm. like I wanted the focus to be on the characters and the words and not so much like where they are. And like, that's why like Rachel stuff is so cool. Cause it's so vibrant and it's like, it's it, each page, like through, you know, her design is just, it just pops. And like the characters live in such a, uh, like a cool and an amazing place. Thanks to her. It's like, I couldn't have asked for a better team to come together to make it. Mm. And I'm, I'm looking at the um, kids' faces in there and there's something about, I, I can see what you mean, the, the sort of borderline of um, kind of real life looking and also that dreamlike state. And I feel like a lot of kids are going to pick up this book and flick through the pages and see themselves. Yeah, well, that was really Which I think will be really powerful. I wanted like, you know, like I grew up in a community where it's like, you know, um, indigenous kids and indigenous people don't look like the postcards. You know what I mean? We are various shades of, and various hair colors and and sizes and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so I wanted the whole community, from dark to fair skin. You know what I mean? Girls and boys and whatever. Like, all different facets of our community need to be represented in this. So each kid could possibly see themselves. Um, as any one of these kids or, you know, just identify that, oh, yeah, this is about, you know, inclusivity. It's not it, it's not an idea of, like, you know, Indigenous kids look like this. You know what I mean? It's like mm. there's a whole lot of kids in here that look super different and, and uh, you know, it, I feel like that's really important for kids and, you know, helping to know that people out there do um, understand you know, that their identity isn't wound up in looking a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm. And, you know, in the front cover of the book, in your dedication, you, you've said this book is for all our future leaders. Our job is to be good so you can be great, which I think is beautiful. What do you hope, um, you know, the kids who, who pick this up and, and read it feel at the end of it? You know, I, I hope it just becomes normal. So, like, mm. this book isn't such an anomaly. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, I hope that this book is just like, yep, that's what it, that's what we look like. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's who we are. That's what we do. Like, I'd love it. Like, in the future, it's like, this is just, you know, it, it's not such a wow moment. It's like, yeah, no, this is like, you know, this is who we are. This is what we do. And like, you know, indigenous success, you know, isn't, isn't such a, you know, 
an outlier as it is like you know our contributions and stuff to uh, you know from to society politics sports and beyond um, are valued and celebrated like you know anybody else's Mm. And I wonder then on the flip side, because I think there'll be a lot of non-Indigenous households who want to have this as well. Um, what do you hope it, yeah. it does for them to act, you know, contribute to that normality? Yeah, it's like, it's like, because like this is for, and I said it, you know, when I released it, it's like I made this book for kids that were like me that would have appreciated to see um, something cool that was Indigenous that wasn't steeped in just, you know, such traditional values that kind of seem so far out of reach for a kid sometimes and um, and also hard to explain um, to their friends. So I wanted to, you know, like I don't feel like, you know, this book is just is like part of the tapestry for, for you know, all these other books. It's just another part to, to help tell the story of what, our culture is, you know, amongst our values and, and like, you know, it, I'm not saying that it's, it's time for, for dream time stories to move over <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> it's all about, it's all about, no, like here's another, here's, here's another way to explain our identity, not just to our own kids, but to, to all students, to all kids and, and, um, and help like, bridge that that understanding especially like even adults you know what i mean like to help them even um understand how to talk to their kids about um you know indigenous people in australia when they might not have met any <laughs> that they know of yeah. you know what i mean like so many people i've met have said like you know we didn't grow up you know hanging out or meeting any indigenous people like their exposure was was very superficial, you know what I mean? Like, and and so, like, this is just another way to help, you know, it's just another way to help along with everything else that's come before it and that, that is also around now. It's just another avenue to be able to help explain, you know what I mean? Mm, mm. Do you feel, I mean, in a lot of ways, sometimes I get caught on sort of reflecting on, on things I've seen just in my own lifetime around changing attitudes and education um, around, you know, in the broader Australian community of, of who we are as, as blackfellas, do you feel like um, the, the next generation of kids have a, a much, I don't know, just a better starting point to kind of have people under understand us now? Yeah, I, you'd, you'd think so. Like we have a better, like at the moment, like right now we have a better understanding of the whole world through the internet and technology. Mm. You know what I mean? So um, there's a lot more switched on um, teachers and, you know, people who are trying to shift their curriculums and stuff like that at school. Like I see it all the time on my on my Facebook and um, and, and Twitter and, and socials. You know what I mean? Like so there's always someone on there saying, I teach your song to, you know, my grade four students and I'm like, Probably should be teaching them that song. It's got a lot of swear words in it, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. Like, there's um, I feel like the next generation like is only going to get better and be better. And I feel like you know if I can lend tools like this and you know some of the songs that I have to helping like break down those barriers and you know teach 
um, kids and like help just help that learning experience. Like I feel like you know that's all I I have to do really. It's like well you know nobody has to do anything, but you know if my stuff and the things I produce can do that, then I think that's a good head start. You know, and it's a better head start than what I got. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I have to agree. This this sort of stuff being out there um, is definitely going to make a big impact. So what, is there a few other songs getting turned into children's books now or <laughs> you've got I, something you know, bigger I, or better because you, you've done it? <laughs> I, I've, I've got some other ideas. Like I, I do like the process of making, um, you know, books. I, I like different processes and like now that I've done it, I know I can do it. So I'll probably do it a different way. You know what I mean? I'll do mm. something else. Um, and, I, you know, the, the rhyme aspect of, of you know, kids' books comes really easily to me since I've done, you know, you know, that's been like the, the crux of my, of my spending money for the last, you know, 15 years. <laughs> mm. um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I've definitely got some stuff in my notes to, um, to make some more. But, you know, I've, I've got a lot. I've got a lot to do. So when I do it, um, it'll be, you know, it'll be the right time again. You know what I mean? And it'll be another, you know, another way of telling that story and, you know, um, one less excuse for people to to not know about us. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, exactly. Well, Thank you so much for having this yarn with me today. Um, it's it's so great to hear the background behind, um, you know, this beautiful book um, that, you know, I think should be in every household, regardless of whether you've got kids in there or not. Um, I'm getting, I'm a big kid. I'm getting uh, a copy myself. And um, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing what else comes out of those notes you've got. So thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. It was good fun. If you do want to um, grab a copy, um, they the book is available from independent booksellers across the country um, and there's quite a few um, that are doing free or discounted shipping at the moment to help you get through this isolation with some beautiful books. That's so yeah. peace out, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Wheeler Centre podcast. Don't forget to visit wheelercentre.com for the best in books, writing and ideas from Melbourne, Australia and the world.